the first time I, I heard you speak, like outside of the musical stuff that you do. I mean, everybody knows you for what you do in, in the musical world. You're like a legend. And I remember- In Northern Ireland, I think. I don't know about everywhere else, but well, I'm- Northern Not everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of Ireland. And I watched you with uh, Martin. I love him to bits. And he was like a kid at Christmas. And I was like a kid at Christmas watching him being like a kid watching you. And it was just <laughs> epic. But what I loved, loved, loved was the, the different sides of you that the public world doesn't see. And it intrigued me so much. Like when you were talking there a minute ago about getting to witness your own performance last night and the, the energy that you, you felt witnessing yourself, watching yourself, the emotional charge that happens. It's like getting to observe yourself from the sidelines and observing how powerful you are. Because when you went on stage, I swear to God, it's hypnotic. It's so powerful. And shiver thank you <laughs> but it's the truth and I and I don't like okay so in in your case it's a very public display of of what you came into this world to to do which is bring through the alchemy of of your voice a really tr uh, true authentic display of of just how powerful each and every voice is. You're obviously on a stage and there's thousands of people watching you. And it must have been exceptional to, to actually witness yourself last night um, on that stage. Yeah, well, I was stupidly so worried about it because it was because I hadn't seen any of it. And it's been it's national television, and you're like, oh my God. So I remember just being egotistical that's all it is it's like yesterday I spoke to one of the producers I went is there any chance you could just send me it so I could have a quick look before yeah. and he's like bugger off just trust us At no way you're gonna be fine and that was just my own ego of like okay I've just got to sit with this just what you do is what you do just watch it but like I said I, I've never seen that show before and we've done seven eight and um to when it first came on and and the girls came up the lap came up the stairs I was like really emotional because I was so part of those that team and those girls and when I was so emotional and then I, my heart was beating and I had to do some breathing exercises and that was half an hour before I was on <laughs> you know, just seeing the whole thing in its entirety just blew me away to be fair I just was thinking oh my god I'm a part of this this is amazing I didn't know it was like this mm. and I think speaking to the others this morning we really all felt quite emotional because none of us had really we're all backstage we do our thing we have to go backstage you know so yeah the orchestra I mean wow <laughs> just to have the orchestra behind me anyways yeah like it's almost like a glove that comes around you and just holds you when you're on stage it's like nothing else I've ever experienced with that orchestra so seeing them and watching them with the cameras and watching the work and just seeing their faces and watching them perform was really, really special for me. Almost yeah. like uh, getting to watch from the outside looking in, in drone mode. That's what I call yeah. it all the time, observing yeah. ourselves in drone mode. Um, and the audience, I mean, the audience, the way the, yeah, the audience, I mean, yeah, I, I, obviously I see the audience on stage, but you don't at the same mm. time and because of what you're doing and, and, and how we are on stage. But yeah, watching that audience last night. I can, I can only imagine from from the 
the the perspective of, of where you were obviously i've been in the audience i i was in um a concert in dublin i heard uh pete tong with the uh rt symphony uh orchestra um not yeah it was just exceptional exceptional yeah there's something about there is that. I mean, I think sort of when Pete Tong did it and Cole Hamilton started to do it in the earlier days and then it's just grown and grown. I mean, I'm actually been asked by Dave Pierce to do um, his orchestra one at the O2 this mm. year. And that's going to be lovely doing it in my place, in my hometown with an orchestra. But there is just something with an orchestra. I sort of joke now and go, well, I can't go on stage without an orchestra. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love. But um, what I was going to say as well was, you know, just to touch back in what I said a couple of months ago, the power of, of each individual person and, and the gifts that we all literally come here with. Our voices are one of the most incredible, underrated, underestimated gifts that each of us have. And I know that that um, from, you know, speaking to close friends of mine who have worked one on one with you, that what you do brings absolute transformation in healing sessions with them with the alchemy that you bring and um i just love to know how because for so many of us myself included um i kept my mouth shut for for a very 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 long time i still struggle contrary to what people might think i can jump on here and have a random conversation but like on the inside you know i'm shitting it i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what's going to come out of my mouth even if it's if anything is sometimes and i think for so many people our voices have been suppressed for so long that we actually don't even know where to start we know that we have things we want to say to speak to um to express but we don't know how to where do we begin where do we begin well, i think in a lot of my teaching so if we can just go back a little bit so obviously i was been a singer for a long time and, a, and did a lot of a little bit of vocal training and then went into teaching voice and it wasn't actually till i went into teaching voice about 20 years ago that that's when i really questioned the essence of people's voices because i would have clients come this is all for singing and my sessions over time without realizing they just evolved like this where it would be more about a voice lesson as opposed to a singing lesson so people would come to me i would just recognize when when throat blocks were on um the amount of emotion people hold in their voice um how people get shut down in their voice and this was all through teaching singing so i questioned this and looked about looking at some other training to look for the fundamentals of voice and the healing voice and the authentic voice um, and I found the the most amazing place at Chichester Uni called the British Academy of Sound Therapy so I did my three-year course there and I really immersed myself in the fundamentals of voice for therapeutic healing um, so we, you know, we studied with Julian Forks and Himalayan Bowles, but I specifically went for voice therapy to, because I feel that in the 20 years I've been coaching voice, once you settle your larynx and you find your tone and your sound, it ripples through your whole body as a healing process. So we ground better, um, we see better, we feel better. Um, we all know that singing 
you know, all the research that's done, especially recently, that singing lifts us. And I think that this was one of the things in Corona and the, and the COVID-19 situation that really almost paralyzed me in a way when they said, you can't sing. That's, that was a big thing for me to say, we can't sing anymore. Well, I took my notes of that. I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but that to me was really harsh. That's gonna, that's gonna hurt more people than do any good yeah. because we should never stop singing. We are sound, we flow, we move our voice is our release and it's our gift and it's the essence of us it's our vibrational tone so you can't ever tell someone to stop singing the damage that does psychologically physically mentally all of it um, emotionally so I think over the last year has been quite poignant in me actually stepping out and doing these podcasts and talking about voice for healing and and how it's rippled through I mean one of the things being on stage and being a performer and giving, 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 obviously throughout all of my life, you know, I'd have the most beautiful things said, your voice, your voice heals. I didn't know what that meant at that time. All I kept thinking was, oh, they like my voice and it makes them feel nice. So I think I sort of just carried along with that. But when I went to the British Academy of Sound Therapy and they teach you things like overtoning, polyphonic singing, um, and obviously your voice for healing, and all the exercises we can do. And it's free, it's free, it's your voice. You don't have to pay for it, it's there. If you have vocal cords, you can heal yourself through sound. When I say heal yourself, you can give yourself some healing. You know, you can really give yourself some healing and some balance just by vo vocal exercises. And I think looking back, um, it's made me think, I, I think I've, I don't know what it is in my voice, but there's definitely something there from an ancient world or something that people say that comes in when I do this healing work with my voice that actually astounds me sometimes. I don't know where it's from. I'm, 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 I've been teaching to channel my voice, teaching in different languages that channels. I went, I was lucky enough to go to Peru and sit with the shamans and you know, study their medicine songs and their ancient tones and their ancient wisdom about sound and healing. So what I did with the British Academy of Sound Therapy and then what I did with Peru and then putting it together to almost create this space of healing for someone through voice. So that's what I do as well. Yeah. I can only imagine. Voice. I can only imagine. Um, and the polarities between the two worlds, as in on stage being a performer, but the same core um essence is there isn't it in in both situations i mean, I mean I, yeah everybody knows that if if i sing to you or you sing to me or, or even toning so we try not to say singing sometimes because when someone hears the word singing singing is like bearing your soul and you know people don't want to sing and it's a big thing if you say come on sing to me even when someone says that to me i go oh hang on a minute let me get ready it's a you know it, you know even i do you know because yeah. i think if you just said sing unless you're a child <coughs> they do naturally yeah. but we you know as, as we as time goes on this closes down because it's our emotion and it's our confidence and it's our truth and um we get a little bit closed down with it so when someone says sing a lot of people shut down straight away so i find in a lot of my workshops and and the spaces that I facilitate within sound, I feel it's quite easy to get people to drop their inhibitions because as soon as you start singing or humming or toning and you invite people into it with you, 
it's almost like the human ear holds on to the human voice and pulls it in. And that's why choirs are amazing. And that's why people want to sing with someone. They don't really want to sing on their own. And you'll stay in tune more when you sing with other people because you get locked in with other voices. It's so powerful singing together and toning together. And there's a real release. I've kind of lost track of what I was going to say now. Um, yeah, sorry, you'll have to ask no, me again. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Um, yeah, trying to get people to open up their throat. Yeah, like I, when you were even even saying that, sorry, I'm trying to push over the light here. When you were saying that, like I even, I I'm not about to burst into song here, but I noticed the resistance in in exactly, the resistance Absolutely. straight away, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. but it's exactly. not like it's not like people don't want to. I they, know. They, there's there's like this um there's like this um innate. I don't know how to describe this innate feeling to just open up your mouth and, and let it out. But it's like, shit, I couldn't even, no way. Well, that's, so that's, that's what I mean. But like, so, you know, that's where it comes from. We sang before we could talk. Mm. You know, in all, if, you, if you look at the old scriptures and stuff and, 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 you know, I mean, sound therapy dates back to what we proved 8,000 years ago with the Egyptians and all their scriptures. Um, but if you look at the history of voice, we were singing before we were speaking. <laughs> so it is it's so natural to us to do that. But in this society, in this day and age, it's a, it's a strange old time for singing, I feel. And I think people need to just let go of these inhibitions and open up their throats. And the amount of emotion that is around people's voices in this day and age is huge. And it, it, there's so many blocks on our voice, on our throats, and people are suffering with their anxieties and stress all down here mm. because they can't let it out here, or they're stuck here because they can't let it out. And there's so many beautiful, easy ways to help a flow through voice. So yeah, voice is really, really important. It's really important. We, we've given vocal calls for a reason. Mm. And that reason, I believe, is for healing and for release. And yeah interesting when you said about resonance because in sound therapy we look at the five r's what resonates with you your resistances to that how you release that because in a resistance you've put something in your body and you've blocked it so your throat's naturally going to close so what resonates your resistances how you release that then how you reflect on how you've released it then how you take responsibility in continuing like that and I think when people come for sound therapy and people get a little bit of an idea of this work, when they tap into it and you're going to feel it because you are sound and you are frequency, so you will definitely feel it. You go on your way and having a bit more understanding of how to release stuff in the body and, and how to soften all your holding patterns, which we all have and which we sometimes just pile on. But through sound and through voice, we can find that in the body and we can soften and we can release for health to be healthier i don't think people realize the the uh, power of 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 tapping into where that blockage is and from what you're describing it is accessible to each and every person if they just have the information of how to do that within themselves okay, so I'll, I'll give you a little exercise because I, I tend to do these on the podcast because i feel people kind of get this and you can do this with me if you want but this exercise is called a siren. And this exercise, it, funny actually, is within so much of my singing training because it's about stretching the voice, finding your range, um, understanding your pitch. But in sound therapy, 
it was about an inner sound bath and actually clearing, going inside your body with this sound, finding where your eyes are and your sinuses and your chin and your chest and your heart, you know, and your stomach and your legs, even where your fingers are. So, so, but it's a practice that you do every day and it's, it's so amazing. So I'll do it for you. Okay. <laughs> so, and this is the good thing because the more you do this, the more you can understand where you're at. So for instance, so for instance, I'll do it today, but if I go out the room this afternoon and someone tells me a little bit of bad news, that's gonna go in my body and that's gonna shift my siren. So when we do a siren, when we're upset or we're traumatized or we're worried or we have anxiety, it just clears you, it's moving, it just moves you inside. So this is mine today. I'm gonna point where I'm going so it's a bit more understanding so you can see where I'm at. I stopped then because I wanted to breathe. So that was like my top half to my chin. And then I came in almost here to clear down here. And I just, if everybody did that in the morning, closed their eyes, went inward, put in the sound from here, from their crown, bring it all the way down, all the way down your system. It's a clearing. It helps you to ground. It helps with so many things. It, it just helps you communicate as well because it's a voice warm up. So it puts you in a place of grounding. So I suggest to everybody of my clients, please do them throughout the day. Find where you are, especially if you've had a bit of bad news, because you'll end up going, <laughs> you know, you, you, you start to listen to your tone, whether it's jagged, whether it's smooth, whether it's, whether it's so some people will do this. They've completely dropped and missed a bit out then we look at that to go, why have you missed that out? There's something going on there. You can't get into that space. So would you like to do one with me? Can I just ask before you put me completely on the spot? <laughs> My understanding of what, what, what's actually happening in front of me as, as you're doing this is that you're moving through the actual specific uh, chakras or the energy yeah. points. Yeah, and exactly. each energy point then is obviously related to uh, different emotions, Absolutely. different yeah different yeah. feelings and beliefs so yeah. for example um what i'm understanding that time was when when the jump happened from like the third eye to the heart chakra it bypassed the throat chakra exactly. and so and that, that the, the so much melissa yeah. so many people what i actually look for when i'm scanning someone or they're they're scanning themselves is that exactly there because a lot of people bypass that they don't realize and i'm like you've just missed your throat out why is that or so, you've yeah. missed your heart. can i ask yeah. so if, if if hypothetically speaking somebody jumps from the third eye to the heart chakra bypasses the throat chakra um is that your uh your a guide that that they've got something going on here either the suppression of something at the minute or yeah. or their incapacity to speak their truth or suppressed whatever it's absolutely it's, it's i'm glad you've mentioned chakras and pressure points because it's it's a terminology that i use but i always i sometimes don't use it because people don't know what a chakra is so a chakra yeah. is an energy wheel inside us and we've got 
over 28 chakras all over us, but we, I work with nine, which are down the middle. Um, but also, we we don't we don't label anything sometimes, so we work with you as this whole system. Mm. But obviously, you are a whole system. You've got to understand where you're missing. So you're absolutely right. I would and, and I would say 80% of people miss here. Yeah. 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 So it, so when we do do that, then we come back to trying to do more sirens to get in the place. But then what I would do in a passive sound therapy is this person would lay down on the bed and I would tone my voice over them mm. because what's coming off of your body is going to hit my voice. It's just phenomenal. People hear it, feel it. So I'll scan you with my voice and then something happens with my voice. So wh wherever I find a dissonance or a discordance, then I have to tone a certain tone. I'll find it and then I have to sing into your body until it softens. That's phenomenal. Receiving it. I mean, people that receive it, I think at first are like, what, you're going to sing into me? And I go, yeah, I'm going to sing into your arm because you're missing, you know, it's from your heart. You're, you're, and yeah, exactly. They just go, okay. <laughs> when you're doing the whole session, because it's not just singing into the arm, there's a, there's a whole bigger holistic thing going on here. You yeah. know, it's moving the energy around your body. It's tuning you with some tuning forks and obviously settling you with some Himalayan bowls. And then when we do the passive and I know the energy's moved, then it's about stimulation. So we bring in a lot of percussion sounds. Um, I use a shakapa. Hang on, I'll get it. <laughs> I love this. And you know, it's my lovely shakapa that was made in Peru by the shamans. And they taught you to sort of clear off stale energy over the body with their, with their, um, with their medicine songs. And then obviously we bring the drum in to stimulate and bring back to the room. And I mean, I've, it's, it's such a, it, it's not strange therapy at all, but it's, it's the most magical therapy because when people come out of it after an hour and a half, they're never the same again. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, they have a deeper understanding of themselves, of their sound, of sound, of frequency. And, and, and the homework that I give them through voice they just go away. They've got a little bag of tools with them in their, in their bag. I mean, that's what I want to give. I want to give everyone all these sound tools because it's free. Yeah. You're your own healer. You just look, we've just lost, you know, yeah. we are so quick to go to the medicine cabinet and get a pill, but all you've got to do really is sing or tone into something to soften first. If you've got a headache, it's so easy to get rid of a headache with sounding because that's all it is. It needs release. Why didn't I, I speak to you about four days ago? I, I'm a, I, I literally did three days. I get cluster headaches every now and again. And I just did uh, three days of it. And like, you know, when, um, if you know your own body, I know that it was resistance stuck, mm. but I, I just stayed with it. I forgot. I forgot about sound. I literally forgot. <laughs> no, like, God damn. But, but listen, you know, it is what it is. Um, the, I'm just amazed to go backwards for a second on what you said, because I like I understand when you're using the solfeggio frequencies, um, when you're scanning a, a person's body to pick up where the blockage is, but to use your voice, that's another league again. Like that's phenomenal. It really, really is. Um, that's so powerful. I know what you're saying because people don't do it, but it actually isn't. You know, your voice ref has reflection and, and, and can pick up obviously if you're singing 
um, with any sort of instrument, there's resonance to and throw. Things are moving all the time and coming in harmonics. Um, so when someone is laying down, wherever they're resonating, wherever I come on with a voice is only going to kind of pick up with a harmonic or a dissonance. Mm. So the science is all there. I mean, yes. this is what's really interesting, I think, with this work is, so when I talk about it, some people will go, oh, have you got to believe it for it to happen? And I'm like, no, you don't have to believe any of it if you don't want, but it's going to work because you're, it's science, it's fact, yeah. you are sound, and I'm treating you with sound, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. However, yeah. belief is a, is, is a good thing because then you're, you're, you're 10 steps ahead mm -hmm. if you're open to this and you understand them, you know, the, the physics of sound. So it, it, it's, it, it is a funny one when people say, have you got to be spiritual to have it done? <laughs> And I'm like, no, you don't at all, you know, but if you are, then happy days, because then you've ele elevated, I feel, yeah. you know. I think, you know, for, for people who, who are, are hesitant or, you know, nervous to step into the unknown with the, when it comes to sound, I think even when you, a person can do something like make the, you know, the um noise yeah. sound, mm -hmm. you can feel that through your whole physical body, that, that moves, that travels. Um, Absolutely. But we all know, don't we, that it's when, when anyone sings and it hits us, look what it does to us. Mm. You know, it just makes us crumble when someone sings and we resonate with them. I mean, we just, it loses our footing. And, and so it's so powerful, the human voice, when somebody hears it and it's in, it, when it's resonating with you. Yeah. You know, it, it's a very, very powerful thing, the voice, really powerful. Can I ask, you mentioned um, when you visited Peru and you worked with the, the shamans and the plant medicine that like, I mean, uh, I've experienced it as well, not in yeah. Peru, obviously. So um, I, You've met the mother. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it is, it's a life changing experience. So I can only imagine what it's like, you know, in Peru to actually experience that on all of those levels between the actual plant medicine itself um the the song yeah because the song is yeah. medicine and yeah, then you, you merge all of these things together it's it's life-changing stuff and then you 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 bring it back you bring it back home and yeah. merge the whole thing together that must be very you know humbling to to yeah, be a part humbling. of i think at the same time as well yeah i really had to ask permission for this because you know, I'm trained as a singer and do what I do. And then I did sound therapy and do what I do. And then I went to Peru and it kind of, everything did sort of turn me upside down, shake me, broke me down, and then sort of built me back up again. And then um, that was really difficult. I just remember I was only there for a week and I'd walked into the room where they have to assess you. And I'd just done a lush gig on the Friday and I arrived, I flew out on the Sunday and I think I arrived in Peru on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. And I'd just done that huge gig, what you just saw last night. And um, I walked into the room and all these old, you know, old shamans sitting there and they were chatting away to each other. And then the interpreter said to me, you are covered in everybody's stories. What do you do? You, you've walked in with an entourage of people all stuck on you. Yeah. And that really got me um, because I, I do find sometimes that I go on stage and I give everything and I'm so open, but I come off stage a bit depleted. And I think doing this sound therapy has made me think that's wrong. You shouldn't come off stage depleted. Don't give away everything that you give on stage, you know. Um, 
So really interesting working with them because they said they gave me all these different techniques to go on stage with. They cleaned me off everybody. They also said to me that your audiences are toxic, mm. which absolutely upset me because I'm going into clubs with drink and drugs and they call that the darkness side. So mm. I don't, I, I had a bit of resistance to that because this is, these are my babies. These are my, you know, all my yeah. audience that I absolutely adore, but I understood what they were saying when they looking at energies with drink and drugs mm. and a dark in that way. So I, I respect that, but you know, one of them said to me, if you want to clean yourself, then you can't do that anymore. You've got to get cleaner audiences. So I had a lot of resistance with that. So I then I had to work with that. And then I found through the medicine asking Ayahuasca um, about this, because I was so heartbroken <laughs> that through the medicine, it wasn't that. And it's more your, my, my audiences are getting cleaner because I'm doing more sound work yeah. kind of thing. So I'm going into yoga centers and festivals but it wasn't, I don't think I found that the audiences are toxic. I had to really remove that word. They'd, the interpreter said it to me. Yeah. It's little things like that. So yeah. I don't know whether those shamans use that word toxic. She, she said it. So yeah. I took that word. You've got to be really careful what words you use. And it wasn't till the end of the end of being there after sort of 11, eight weeks, 11, nine weeks that I really spoke to them. And they said, no, it's just, you came in and it's a drainer. That's why it's dark on you. You've got to learn to go on stage and come off light. So that's what I've been doing. And, and it's really hard to do because it's really funny because the show that you saw last yeah. night was the show, my very first show after coming back from Peru. And when I sang Heartbeat, I don't know if to say this or not because everyone really enjoyed it. But when I sang Heartbeat, I had to stand on one position with the wind machine and I had this imaginary cloak on I had crystals in me. I'd done these Icaro mantras before I'd gone on stage. And I walked out on stage and I was like, oh my God, this is not me. This is not me. Just, and I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't there. Right? I was like, oh, I, I just couldn't get in it. I didn't feel like I was responding to the audience. I wasn't giving it. That's just the thing. I was thinking, you're not giving it. You're not giving it. So you're not very good anymore. Mm. But then after that show, at, we've done seven or eight of those shows. And the one last night was the one everybody came back and said, that was the best you've ever done. Yeah. So I was really shocked because I'd gone on stage thinking that was the worst gig I've ever done. Yeah. From, 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 the, from the perspective of watching it, honestly, and I'm not just saying this, you looked powerful. You looked powerful. You looked like you were in your power. So, um, so that's interesting because it was the first gig I'd done. With the power, yeah, no, you locked it. Inside, I was going, Oh my god, this is so hard. I don't feel, I feel lost, I can't connect, isn't it? But that's the ego, yeah. I just that's my ego talking because I've learned, I've really looked at this and thought, Actually, that was your ego because you weren't going out there going, Come on, give it to me, give it to me. You came on in a different place, yeah, yeah. You looked, you looked, right. you looked centered and you looked you were, you were powerful. That's what I was, that's what I was actually referring to at the beginning of this. It, it was, it was exceptional to watch. And I just want to ask as well, just to go back so that people can understand and relate the magnitude of what you've just said, because I, 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 um, I observe when you're talking about the amount of people in an audience, the amount of energy that is taking from you as you give, right yeah. the the amount of attachment that that the shaman spoke of 
when you went there initially that's what we experience in in life I mean I I work in a prison so I get this (laughs) yeah so I get this and um obviously it's a way bigger crowd there (laughs) it doesn't matter it's how much they take from you it's and but but even in an everyday context we're in family environments and uh time and time again like for everyday life you've got people more than ever now who are so exhausted mentally physically emotionally spiritually they're just spent they've got nothing they're weary and i don't think they realize i don't think we realize as a as a society how much we allow ourselves to become so depleted at the hands of of other people taking from us and especially when, when, when you've got some people who are organically givers, they want the world to be a better place. Okay. They're either uh, um, operating from a place of um, wisdom in giving or woe in giving. So, so yeah. they're constantly giving and people in some cases are constantly taken. Can I ask if, if you can share that is, what tools or techniques did they offer you so that you could you could be in that power so that you could stay in your sovereignty, centered, balanced, still emit the magic that you do, but not, not be exhausted, not be well, so depleted. I'm still learning that, Melissa. I haven't yeah. got down to it. That's, that's a journey. I think we learn. Um, I have to say, I've probably, because I haven't played as much since that show. I mean, we didn't play at all in 2020. And that's when I really wanted to put it into practice because it was only a couple of years ago I went. So I think I've only had two or three shows, but what I found is here at home, just with the family and Mm. and our parents and and the whole bigger picture of what they take and then having to go, right, no more, okay, no more. And one of the things they taught me is to know when to give someone stuff back. When Mm. you go, that's not mine, that's yours. And with family, that's really difficult because we're all so linked and connected that I feel that we can't especially with your partners and your husbands and and your kids you know you're actually children a little bit different but say with your with your with your partners and your husbands and your wives you're so you want to do everything for them and you love them dearly but they've got their own stuff going on and and I and what I've learned from what the shamans taught me is so many times I've taken my husband's worries and woes and traumas because I love him and I'd go it's okay it's gonna be fine and because I'm that empath and I'm the one that always sort of does that I would take all his stuff I'd put it on my back and then I'd go away and then he'd be whistling away and then he's fine kind of thing because we've had a chat about it and he's okay but I've taken it and and they said to me you don't realize how much you disempower people when you do that and that really resonated with me because it was us thinking it's okay we're trying to make it feel better so we'll take it so you can feel better but you're not giving it back to them so they can sort it out kind of thing so it was a really strange practice having to sort of turn that around in your family yeah because then then they question what don't you care anymore or Mm. why are you being like this It's, 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 it's it's yeah it's but you've just got to do it you've got to do it for your own self really you've got to sort of give back other people's stuff and is it fair to say that how you will know when to give it back is that frequency in your body that's communicating with you yes i do think i think yeah you're absolutely it is the frequency it's 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 very difficult sometimes with the ones you love Mm. because you're so entwined with them that 
I think when it works and you realize you've given it back and actually they've sorted that out and now they feel better, you're going, oh, that was easy, you know, but it, but then sometimes it isn't, you don't, and you, and I still do it because I can't help it. And yeah. then I go, oh, actually that's not mine. You need to sort that out. I'm here, but you keep change. And I think as well, it's recognizing people's narrative within the family and how many times they say the same thing, you know, this whole narrative that we have of, well, that always happens to me. Oh, well, that's such my life. Oh, well, that's my luck. You've got to change that. You've got to start by changing your narrative and your programming and what you say. And you may think you're a happy-go-lucky, but then you listen to the things you say, and then you're just like, oh, actually, maybe I'm not, or maybe that's not coming to me because I keep saying that. You know, it's a, yeah. I, I think that what the shamans taught and through sound therapy is what you say and how to manifest something. So, you know, me and my husband haven't worked for a, um, a year of last year. He's a driving instructor. He had to stop. All of my stuff stopped, you know, and, and it was a real eye opener, probably eight, nine months in of like, we haven't earned anything, you know, and, you know, it's worry. And uh, I just kept saying, I have loads of money. I've just got loads of money. I've got loads of money. <laughs> Trying, I haven't, I hadn't, but I have, if you know what I mean. Because, yeah. And then I kept saying it, kept saying it, and it, we'll be fine. We're going to be fine. Something will come. Instead of going, oh my God, this is really scary. You know, we don't have any money. What are we going to do? It, little things like that. It's yeah. a practice. It, you start with one little thing, saying something nice about yourself. Yeah. Look, you know, look in the mirror and go, this is so hard, right? So a lot of resistances in one of the exercises I do is you have to look in the mirror at yourself and you have to sing your name. Oh, How no. <laughs> is that? I know, exactly. Sing your name. From? Sing your name. So why have people got resistance to that? If you love yourself like we should, the thing is with a name, because it's a sound, you didn't choose it. Your parents chose it for you. So where do you sit with that? So it's about becoming friends with your name because you hear everybody say your name. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and you have to speak your name, really look yourself in the eye and then sing your name all in different places. But you've got to look at yourself. It is the most bizarre thing. But it, is the, but there's, it teaches you self-love and it teaches you how to communicate because you've opened up your throat chakra just by singing your name to yourself. Everything softens. Everything becomes quite funny. There's a, there's a humor to it. But if you go to the mirror and you start singing your name and you don't like it or you get upset, then you need to sit with that and hold wherever it is that you are upset about that and look what that is and soften it and keep saying your name because the more you say it and the more you sing it, the more you will become friends with it. It's so important to sing your name because that is part of you. There's about three things I want to hit there. <laughs> Number one is how much of an asshole our minds are because like even this, you witnessed me there now. I have no idea. I had no idea what you were going to talk about. I had no idea what, what the resistance I automatically had when you went about, you, you said singing your name and I went, no way. I have no I idea why. Yeah. No idea why, right? There's first of all. Um, that was one thing. The other thing was um, when you were describing um, the various ways of manifesting good bad or indifferent how the voice actually sounds mm. as those words were coming out of your mouth 
the effect on on the physical body as uh you say them and as the person listening to them it's mm. it's so palpable um yeah. and then the other thing which all loops back is um if we go into a bit of a, a mental spin out an internal mental spin out if you know what i mean yeah, if yeah. you have something major you know like a worrying like you're t- the example you gave about the financial situation um the havoc that it can play on the physical body yes the rabbit holes that it can take us down mentally emotionally then um physically well it it plays out in in different ways and forms for me personally i believe your our our undealt with emotions always manifest into into physical form Yes, they, our bodies speak to her and speak to us in a whisper first, and then it's like megaphone. Are you listening? Um, yeah. And so many people wait to get to that point. Um, what I wanted to ask before I jump back to the name thing is, when we are in it and we know we're in it, where we know we're in this internal um, cyclone of nothingness and everything all at once, is there anything? Um, with the work that you do, that you could suggest doing, would it be the siren? Yes, exactly, right. totally. To just recalibrate, just it's to recalibrate, answer. yeah. So, yeah, the siren is such an answer to clearing your head. So that, so it's for a physical, so it's totally for your physical because you're bringing in a sound and you're moving stuff. Emotionally, you're, you're tuning to the sounds and the pitch and the timbre of the voice, if it's shaking, if it's wholesome, if it's quivering, or, or if the tone you can't get hold of, if it hurts your f- throat, yeah. um, looking at the emotion behind that. But so with any worry, any trauma, like I said, any arguments you've had with anybody, any worries you've got, just tone, tone inwards. It's all about moving. If you move your energy, then you will move out of a negative space and try and bring in some, I suppose when you say, what do I do? Like I just said, sometimes I'll go around the house going, we have money, we have loads of money. And my kids are like, shut up, mom. Well, they do not let's say shut up, actually. Because that's all about shutting someone down. But yeah. sometimes they're looking at me, but that's then, then they know I'm worrying about it. Mm. When I get vocal or when I'm sirening or when there's something going on and I'm loud in my work, then everyone in the house goes, okay, mum's doing, mum's processing something. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit like Can that, I yeah. just, just so I can compartmentalise this in, in this brain of mine. Mentally, when you're doing the siren, you're giving your, your, your mind a job, which is bring the noise, right? Bring the sound, right? Yeah. Um, when your mind is occupied with its role, it gives the body the space to allow this to work its way through so that you can internally pinpoint where something feels stuck. So you're going to audibly hear it. Yes. And you're going to physically feel it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do, okay, there's a lot of people have resistance to this. More people have resistance to doing it than want to do it. Yeah. And you know had massive resistance to doing it and she still does okay sometimes <laughs> and i go but why haven't you done them you could do them when you're washing up you can do them she goes i know i they just because what happens it's that throat block 
people go to do them and go, mm, I've got nothing's there. But there is there because you can talk. So just start with, hmm, hmm. They're just size. And all size are so lovely to do because they're like a, hmm. They're just a relaxing thing. So, so it starts with a sigh and then you just get longer and then you get longer. So you start to stretch it and bring it through the body. And then when you're in it, it's so good to do. But everyone will have resistance doing it first. I say do them in the car. If you're a driver, do them in the car because you've got no inhibitions, mm. you know, if no one's in the car. Um, but just even if to start with, you do go, hmm, it's a start. I must say with women, actually, just a little tip for the girls. If you're feeling shaky and you're all up here, which a lot of girls are because we raise our voices and we tend to be a bit emotional, so we stay up here. Um, when we do a siren, try not to come up here. If you feel jumpy or, like I say, slightly jittery, nervy, anxiety, not heavy, heavy upset. If you've got heavy up the upset and you're crying, then start from up there. But if you're not crying and you're all a bit here, then start from here. Don't go, because you won't get up there. It's too hard for you to even approach that up there when you're upset or you're jittery. You've got to come in because you've got to get on the ground. So you've got to come in from, can you feel that even when yeah. I'm doing it? I can yeah. feel it in my body listening to you. Yeah. And so I can imagine what it's like from the inside. Yeah. So when someone's laying down and I'm doing that on somebody, people just break. People cry a lot of the time because I feel that as soon as you start singing, it's so magical and it's so in our DNA and so part of us that when someone starts singing, it breaks someone straight away. Yeah. It just does. It breaks someone down in a positive way or you may call it negative, but sometimes if it's broken down, that's a positive because we need to break down to start again. It, to it's a release. Yeah. One way or the other. Um, yeah. I'd love to ask you, um, and it, it, it's, it, 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 as I'm trying to say, I'm not deflecting from doing the siren. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to ask is, is to tap back into something you said a minute ago, which was, we're not allowed to say shut up in this house. Okay. Mm. I would bet my life that for anybody watching this, listening to this, that they have been told as a kid by the very stressed parent who's not aware in that now moment of, of the repercussions of telling someone to shut up. The teacher, the friend, the co-worker, the partner, the, the child, wh whoever it might be, the magnitude of being told yeah. to, to, to shut up. Or even um, personally, when I was a kid, I wanted to enter this little uh, local singing competition they had on every year. I wanted to go in and sing a, a specific song. My mom knew that I wasn't 100% sure of the lyrics. She said to me, what if you forget them? And I'm like, I won't, I won't. I was fearless. I, I really wanted, I had this pull to get up onto the stage. I think I was only like eight, nine max. And I go up there and I, I remember sitting on the stage, 
listening to the other children go up before before me it was just a little local mm. you know competition thing I remember listening to two girls sing first and I remember it was the first time I could consciously remember comparing myself to another person and go I can't do what that girl just did I can't do it I can't do it this little kid had a, had a voice of an angel beautiful voice I remember consciously going I can't do that and then the next person got up and the next person and I think it came all the way around and when I did go up oh thank god you went up oh I went I, so we were all on the stage we we couldn't I, I had nowhere to go I couldn't leave right I couldn't leave if you can imagine us around in, in a little uh, semicircle, there's the parents are all in the audience. I'm looking at my, my mom down the very back and my, my aunt standing beside her. So I go up and I'm so nervous. And I sang the first verse. You're supposed to sing the first verse, a chorus and the second verse. So I sing the first verse, the chorus. I was a very shaky with it coming out, but I'm like, okay, this is okay. I remembered it. I remember the yeah. lyrics. I get to the second verse, nothing. I look down and I literally see my mom put her hands into her or her face into her hands going no because as a mother I you know yourself I'm, I'm a mom as well you don't want that for your kid standing on a stage you don't want that, that that situation my aunt is there going come on come on you can do it come on and I'm like I vaguely remembered pulling the lyrics from somewhere I don't even know. I think they're all choppy. I'll never forget going back over. Everybody clapped. I went back over. I sat down and I went, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. I am oh. never doing that again. Right? The time, and I, and I didn't. I didn't. I shut my mouth and I didn't. And I love, I'm belting around the house here singing like a good thing. I love music. I love lyrics. I love what the emotion that they bring up in me. I love that the memories that they, they ignite. I love associating uh, a, a song with a person or whatever it looks like. I love it. I love it. But I didn't do it until I joined with Martin McNichol and, and my kind of soul tribe group. And I was put back into a container a safe container where I could be vulnerable, safe in my vulnerability and sing. And it terrified me and it brought me such elation and a sense of freedom that I don't actually have words for. And then it, that was that was just for me. And then it's an added bonus when you've got all of these people going nuts on it in the middle of a Zoom call, because I was in here and then they're all clapping and cheering going, yay! But it was it was so... It was so freeing. I didn't realize then for, for such a block period of time that I had shut my mouth, that I didn't open it. I didn't yeah. sing. I didn't do anything. And it, it wasn't again then until I uh, went and did the, the ayahuasca retreat where again, I opened my mouth because that, that's what came up. It's going to bring up whatever you need uh, to hear at the time. And that's when it came up again. And in a group setting, when it was like physical people around me, I did it again. And again, it was just so liberating. But there's so yeah. many of us, so, so, so many of us that just won't do it. They, they, like, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I know that it is liberation for myself in, an, in that now moment when my mind is spinning out. But even to do it here, I can feel the resistance in my body. I can feel it in my belly in particular right now as, as I'm talking about it 
the resistance to doing that siren um the things that the mind throws up yeah to stop you from opening your mouth and it's really interesting what you said to stop you from opening your mouth and as soon as you close that mouth and you've stopped you're going to get loads of blocks Mm -hmm. so it's really quite i would just say to parents that would of young children you know just encourage them to sing as much as they can encourage them to say beautiful words you know um encourage them to to say things like um so for instance what what we all do to each other is we'll change someone's reality so through worry as a parent so for instance i might say to i might say to monty when he goes out well instead of saying oh monty have an amazing day you know um drive carefully I don't know. Hang on. That's not because not even drive carefully. I'm, I'm trying to think of situations where where you're actually putting that in his reality, mm. by saying things like, um, or oh, you don't want to do that or make sure you don't fall in that puddle or make sure that you don't. You've got to change that because they mm. will fall in that. But like she, your mum said to you, make sure you don't lose the lyrics. You lost the lyrics. Yeah. Instead of your mum saying to you, you're going to be amazing. You're going to remember everything. And if you don't, it doesn't matter. Just go out and enjoy it. But not even say if it don't. Don't bring that in. Don't bring in. I say that the puddle one thing because I was walking with a friend in a field and we I jumped a puddle and I just said to him, well, make sure you don't fall in that. And he bloody fell in. Hmm. And he went, that was your fault. You brought that into my <laughs> and I believe things like that. Yeah. So be careful what you say to other people, especially with parents, what you say to your children and things yeah. like that. It, and it doesn't take it doesn't take a genius to turn it around. You've only got to, just be aware of, of, it's not even, it's not even that you think you've said something negative. You don't realize what you say to bring in someone's reality, mm. you know, or make them believe that when actually that's not your job to do that. You should, I don't think. Yeah. And like how, like how you're feeling, how you're feeling yeah. energy wise saying it. So for example, I said to, to one of my boys here, make sure your phone is on so that I can reach you at all times. Yes. And then he's like, I'm just going down to, you know, my friend's house to kick around a ball. What's she even, what's she talking about? I'm going down here to, to have a laugh. Why? They're my fears. Yeah. Um, I don't want anything to happen to him naturally. How I'm communicating it is yeah. not imbued with, oh, go and enjoy yourself and, and yeah, have a absolutely. great day. And, and yeah. similarly, even with, with my own mum, that time as a child because she would have experienced um embarrassment or, or shame she but also i think she's worried for you of course that was what it, she didn't she was so worried for you please but you know i probably said that to my children because they both perform have you learned your lyrics make sure you don't lose your lyrics we can't help but say that yeah yeah but once you do this work and you work with voice yeah we realize how much stuff we say to each other that's so negative yeah. it puts you in a negative place one of the other words that I don't like used in this house is shouldn't mm. or could have because what's the point in them it's already done can we not say that you know there's no point in going what we should i know we're not saying should have or could have because it's pointless mm. <laughs> you know we can reflect and we can talk about things in reflection and but the word if and should have and could have i'm like oh you know yeah <laughs> i think i'm gonna i'm gonna bite the bullet now and i'm gonna try and do the siren <laughs> Oh, good girl. Okay. <laughs> so tell me again, what do I do? Just so that anybody else watching this can do it too. Okay. So it's about um, just really kind of 
seeing where you're at in your voice and seeing where you're resonating at. Um, and it's about just bringing the sound in from your head and just, just, just watching it and listening to it move down your body. When you run out of breath, if you haven't got far, then you finish on that place, take a breath and come in. So mine would be, And we drop our chin because that's how we hold our low notes with our, our articulators, our teeth, our tongue, our soft palate, our hard palate, and our lips and our jaw. There are articulators and without them, you're mute. So that's what makes our sounds and our shapes. So when we keep our lips together, we keep it in. So we, we, we keep it trapped in the body and it's the most amazing thing because it's actually massaging out all your holding and patterns and softening all those places. And when you do it more, if you have a backache, I guarantee you can find the note for that backache and then you tone into it. Again, I'm not deflecting, but just want to ask. So if you find a physical pain point by holding the specific frequency, when you reach that body part yes. to, to like hold, like hold the note, hold, hold, hold. Hold, hold, hold. So, so what they're doing at the moment, just just to come away from what you're saying a little bit, they're, they're devising a bit like UltraScan, but they're using it. They're they're getting, they're making a frequency. They're measuring the frequency of tumors, and then with an apparatus of that frequency, they're going into the tumor to to blow it up with the frequency. Frequency. Epic. So frequency medicine is one of the biggest medicines that. I mean, it's one of the oldest medicines. Yeah. That it's all been forgotten about. And now it's the medicine of the future, frequency medicine. You see, um, I've seen, uh, when I was studying bioenergy therapy, um, one of the teachers showed us about uh, cymatics. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Emoto, is it or something? Uh, can't, don't know what his name is, but basically uh, frozen water. When, oh, yeah. when, when the music was, was played, the frequency was played to it, uh, created the most beautiful shapes yeah and they've done yeah. something similar then i think as well with plants yes, uh, talking yeah. talking beautifully to a plant and then trash talking the plant and then it, yeah. it doesn't try like isn't it when it's got hate on the bottle yes. and love on the bottle and hate just evaporates and goes brown but love stays pure and full yeah it's all energy we are yeah. all energy and, and and it's all energy exchange everything's got to be a mutual energy exchange in everything so whatever you give, you've got to get back, you know, if a balance. Um, anyway, siren lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <damn. coughs> it's shocking. The resistance you feel is actually outrageous. Yeah. I know. Okay. I can't stop. I know. So any before you do any voice work, be aware of how you go. <clears throat> because it's one of the worst things you can do. You slap your vocal cords together. It is one of the worst things you can do before you talk, sing, go to say something. But it's nerves that comes in that makes us do that. So try not to do that. We actually don't ever, ever, ever need to go. <clears throat> you just swallow. Mm. It's psychological that because obviously coughing is a different thing. We need to cough to reset and stuff. And that that's not good on our vocal cords, we say, because that slaps it. But the whole clearing the voice loudly doesn't need to be done. Okay, so any voice resistances and you feel yourself going, 
just swallow or do it really softly, you'll feel the difference because it's lovely instead of doing a hard <clears throat> yeah why is the body so, kicking off so bad i can feel it yeah. in my belly i can feel it here don't do it with me do it with me first then on your own no i don't i'll, I'll just play follow here i'll just go for it <laughs> okay you got must keep your lips together though close your eyes the other thing as well melissa don't go down right so sound takes us so it's really funny when people do this because sometimes you end up like that, but you don't want to end up like that because it puts your throat block on. Where the resistance has come, if you end up like that, you haven't gone through mm. because your, your blocks will pull you down. You've got to do you naturally them. pull in the, the, the beginning note? Yeah, but it changes all the time. It just changes all the time because I'm warmed up now, I could probably get higher. But, 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 that, but then if someone's told me something really upsetting, I'm never going to get that high. That changes there's no rules nothing is wrong or right okay <laughs> i know <laughs> oh <laughs> lord okay all right i'll try it right so just just start just do it all the way down just and i'll try and read you sorry i laugh when i'm nervous or else i cry lovely that's what i love that voice works everyone starts laughing <clears throat> i did it now look i'm in my head <clears throat> lovely melissa right now do another one so it'll be longer just because you've got, you've got to do three i'm not going to think about stretch longer that was a lovely one make sure you get enough breath <laughs> sorry <laughs> i know it's lovely but you've released already just doing that already <laughs> move first one is the mover <laughs> and long that was now breathe in and do a third one that was really good and this one will be even longer and enjoy it yeah lovely how'd you feel so <laughs> just to break it down and be the guinea pig um the first time i did it the resistance was outrageous uh, i was very in my head i was like you look like a gobshite you sound like a gobshite what are you doing people are gonna think you're nuts all this madness in my mind and like oh then you know as it moved down i was like oh that feels nice oh and then all before i knew it it was over then you yeah. said to go into it again and then i i wanted to i actually wanted yeah, to second and third one really i just nice. wanted to meet the resistance head on so then i i found i went a little bit higher i didn't really understand it but it's like if i was described being inside of of my body it was like i had more more uh range to 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 yeah. witness myself from the inside um, and then by the third time, it was like, I almost, it, if you could visualize something, it was like being inside and just doing this and kind of just looking all around and going, whoa. And, and the third time I was able to really allow it to uh, uh, expand, expand yeah, me, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. That's what I was going to say to you, actually, because you, everybody's first one is a bit restricted and we stay in a restriction 
the third one we come out and by so second one come out by the third fourth and fifth one it's all expanding mm. you are expanding in the universe so you expand your body and you become bigger with the siren and the, honestly it is a practice and the more we do it we you can use that exercise for so many different things it's just amazing you know if you it's a couple of women come and see me they had to go to court and then one of them was fighting for her child and she came in so emotional and she was all here because our emotion takes us up any emotional trauma takes us out up and out okay so with voice it's about coming down and coming onto the ground we do do sirens where we bring up the ground and we've got to finish up here but that's a bit later on that's about when you've when you've got the other one sorted when you're grounded a lot of true work can only really come from when you're on the floor and when you're actually in yourself and, and sirens put you in yourself and like I say it is a practice um but it's a freeing and I just so for instance the, the woman that came and really emotional really emotional and a couple of days when she'd gone to court and she called me afterwards she said those sirens mm. I was doing them in the car I, should, I was crying through them because I was so scared of the day that was ahead yeah so she said she'd start and then she just burst into tears so then she then she just would go into the siren through her tears and then it just settled and everything softened and she stepped into that courtroom and she was in her chest voice and yeah. she said i didn't cry because she said i don't want to cry in court you know i want to be a, a mother not a, too much of an emotional mother and that was just sirens yeah. there was other things we did after to calm her down but just going in is all you need is that and cry through it even if you want to scream through it but come back to it and then you won't need to and like you said all of a sudden you're bigger it, it makes you big yeah. and ground well and you were saying then when you're working with people that when they do that you you can you can read by listening to the tones then that that come out oh, of a person i don't even I, sometimes it's really hard for me to switch off like I, i'm analyzing everybody all the time with their voice <laughs> and I, don't, I can't help it it's like just stop listening and think about what they're saying but mm. then i don't even hear what they're saying sometimes because i'm listening to the way they're saying it or where they're speaking from you know yeah. it's yeah and, and a lot of people will say to me, don't talk to Maria because she'll analyze you. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you're listening to me, then what can I ask then? What did you or can you or? So what, was the, first thing I, what was the first thing I said to you when we were trying to get on? Uh, oh, uh, about not being seen, was it? No, no. Wait, the which first bit? thing I said to you before we came on live, I went, oh my God, I love your voice. And oh my like, voice. It was the first thing I said. Because <laughs> I didn't know you were going to have a Northern Ireland accent and just the way you spoke. Mine's a Southern. I, I talk different from... Southern, sorry, Southern yeah. Ireland. Yeah, Southern. It is Southern. But it's your softness with it and your, and your tone and where you speak from. So I didn't mean... That wasn't... I didn't think I'm going to say that to her. That just came out subconsciously. The first thing we say is when we started talking is, oh my God, yeah. I love your voice. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Honestly... You've got such lovely, I think where you, you don't, it's interesting listening to you because sometimes when you talked about some really personal stuff, you did lift your voice and it came into a place more here hmm. than here with emotion and, and just the way you were with it. And, and, and the, it's not that your voice shook or anything, but it went in a place of emotion. That's fine. We're emotional yeah. beings, but be aware of that. Yeah. I'm just asking people to be aware of their voice. And when you feel you're in that anxiety place, or even if you've shouted at somebody, or had to go at someone, you know, come back and feel how that feels, because it's not very nice. No. And if it doesn't feel very nice, then it's not right. Yeah. You know, 
but overall you're where you talk from and what you do you're really clear you talk from a base and you and and your um your tempo is nice i tend to rush a lot what i say and i'm very very quick and because i'm from essex i have to make sure i open my mouth because a lot of us just talk through our teeth really really quick like that so but you don't have any of that you've got lovely timbre and you open your mouth and it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that thanks the best people talk through their teeth you see and we all talk a bit like that no yeah. i love no, it i love your so can I just ask for anybody then who is interested in connecting with you, do you do these sessions only in person or do you do them online with people as well? Um, it's really interesting because I only do them with people in, one, in the room, but um, I've been doing all these podcasts. So uh, in different podcasts, they'll ask me to do different things. And then someone will say to me, can you do that with me online? So I've done a few things with people online. So I do need to do this online. It has made me think you need to get out here online and do your own podcast and talk about what you're doing because yeah, everyone wants to talk to me about it. And then people will comment and, and leave. So can I do something with you? Yeah. But yeah. I've got to sort that out really. So can people, can people do like a, could I book, for example, um, a sound healing session with you online at the moment, or will it be just one-to-one -one when, uh, the restrictions um, left and stuff right well, well it's really interesting because what i would do i'd have to do active sound therapy with you i can't really do passive mm. because passive sound therapy i need you on the bed and i need to hear your body you know there needs to be you need to be here kind of yeah. thing um but my teacher i just heard my teacher then saying careful no you don't because at the same time you being here it's the same energy I, i'm still seeing your energy feeling you hearing you it's just I can't put the bowls on you or the tuning forks on you to hear it. It's a different thing. So we do a lot more active sound therapy. But I also feel that in when I've done one-to-ones and I've somebody's laid down and I've sung the medicine songs and I've I've gone, I've closed my eyes, I'm with them, they've got a lot out of that. So I think I do maybe need to do passive as well. So people do lay down and I just do my stuff. Yeah, it's all new, all this yeah. Zoom stuff, but it's it's great then that you are like a, a human uh, tuning fork, singing bowl, magic oh. medicine woman. So that, yes, maybe, maybe it is time because the world needs it more than ever right now. That's for sure. And, they and, really and do. Approached by a nurse. Um, she's head of respiratory here at Southend Hospital. And she's asked me to do um, some stuff for long COVID singing and sounding online for groups. And I yeah. think that's going to really kick off. For, the, for, for your respiratory long covid or not it's just that people should do it anyway people should sing and tone for their health yeah Trying to promote that with people anyway epic um, well listen i think it's time i think it's definitely time to, to bring it all online yeah. now more than ever because like i said the world needs it and um that's one of the gifts i think that, that covid has gifted us is uh the understanding that we can reach people um we ha we've had to make ways, haven't we, to to connect, to to nurture this connection, and what the sound healing does, what what you do, helps everybody to reconnect with themselves. So if it can't be done in person, let's go bring it online. Fly. Absolutely, let's bring it online. So before you go, I'm just going to sing you. Shall I sing you a little medicine song? Yes, please. Right. Okay. So um. It's only a little medicine song. So this is talking about um, the plants 
and the and all um sort of the, the medicine that plants all plants are medicine for for something or someone so it's talking about it's literally just talking about that it's talking about what the color of what's inside the twigs and um yeah i just i just do it so it's quite quick <clears throat> Limoncitro verde, cola de la piel. Limoncitro verde, cola de la piel. In cada ramita, tienes medicina. In cada ramita, tienes medicina. Limoncitro verde, cola de la piel. Limoncitro verde. Cola de la piel, in cada ramita, tienes medicina, in cada ramita, tienes medicina. Utumakayesa, umakayena, yola yi. Oh, that was lovely. I felt really childlike listening to you. It was awesome. I, oh, I felt really childlike. Yeah, it was lovely. It was really epic cool. energy. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, with me. Really thank you for having me, Melissa. And thank you for this time. It's been epic. Thank so you. What I might do is um, we might uh, pop some uh, links and comments when we when we share. Uh, okay. So people know where to find you. Okay. Until okay. next time, I'd love to do this again. Yeah, me too. Thanks so Good much, luck. Maria. Okay. Where are you based in um, I am. I'm in right smack bang in the middle, right in the centre of Ireland. Pardon? What's it called? In I'm I'm in a in a small town called Moat. It's right just right in the heart, right okay. in the centre. I've done a lot of Ireland. I've been all around Ireland, not re with music, but also I've got a friend who lives in um, Gravel Bay in Cork, and but and we've jumped in the car and we've driven all over Southern Ireland. I absolutely adore the place. So, yeah. um, West West Cork is one of my favourite places in the whole entire country. Here, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we we'll do, do this again really soon, hopefully. Yes. Okay, Melissa. Thanks you take care. Time, Maria. Bye. Right. See you later. Bye.